often what we help people do is avoid time travel. So when people live in the past, John, they're generally living in resentment or frustration or anger or sorrow or self-pity, remorse. They're thinking about things they wish they would have done or wish they would not have done, what they wish they would have said or wish they would not have said. That past becomes a tar pit, and people carry around that pain of the past right into the present. Mm -hmm. However, when we live in the future, normally we're living in anxiety and worry and underlying all that is fear. Okay. Fear is a fundamental emotion in our life. It's foundational. So what we suggest is that we help people, which you're doing, I admire you for this, turning that past into experience and wisdom. Yeah. Not only to help yourself and you help others, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing you're doing. And we turn that future into goals and ambitions. Goals and ambitions are accomplished by action and effort in the present. So we help people confine themselves to the present, okay, which is why I'm right here. It's right now. Tell us a little bit about how you came to that realization and how you keep yourself in the present. Everyone drifts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that goes back to the thing. I don't want people to think that I'm perfect and that I have it all figured out because the social media aspect, most of what people talk about is positivity. and, And that's what I like to put out there because there's no need to bring anybody down and stuff. I mean, it's a realization it's, it's out there, but why would I do that to people? You know, I don't want to be surrounded by that, but I think a lot of it, like I'll still have thoughts about the past every now and again. Why didn't I do this? I wasted X amount of years. If I would have been working as hard as I am now, six years ago, where would I be? You know what I mean? If I would, if I just would have done what I'm doing, and it's like that's living in the past and that's trying to rewrite history and and it's there and I can't do anything about it. So, like I said, I don't think about being miserable anymore. I can bring it up. I can look at pictures and I can go. And a lot of the time I'll go, I don't even remember that guy. I don't remember being that big. You that know? person isn't here anymore. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Even in my head, like looking back, there's just years of my life that flew by, you know, like from 2010 to 2014. I can't tell you what I was doing half the time. You know, I can't tell you where I was. I can't tell you events because it was such a negative time in my life. And I just decided to sweep that under the rug. And that sounds sad, but it's almost like the best thing that's ever happened to me is that I just let it go. And that's what I try and preach to people. But uh, to stay in the present, what's right in front of you? Yeah. And it, and it, it slips through every now and again. Like I've had family issues in the past and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I still bring that up to myself every now and again. Uh and try and blame other people because they didn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? That problem still exists. The people still exist. Whatever happened. Have uh, people wronged you in the past? Yes. Yeah. Have events wronged you? Yes. And then one thing, just like you said earlier when we first started the talk, what's my part in it? Mm -hmm. When we recognize our part in it, then we can begin to reconcile it with ourselves. Yeah. And I think uh, I say the line, I have said the line, um, talking about maybe somebody in my past that's hurt me and stuff like that. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, and, and I'll go, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt me only when I talk about it. <laughs> you know, it's one of those, I say that all the time. It only hurts when I talk about it. So I don't need that in my life. Like I'll, I'll bring up the story and I'll help people learn from it and how I've gotten over it is by not bringing it up. It's irrelevant. It's done. It's the past, you know, uh, I'm all about in the present and in the future. You're living in the present. I'm in this interview. 
but my mind's on the next thing too. You know what I mean? Sure. While I'm here, I'm in this interview. When I leave, it's about what's the next thing. That's one of the misconceptions that people have about this mindfulness thing. It's not about drifting through space. It's not about flying around the moon. It's about paying attention on purpose. That's really what it involves. It involves paying attention on purpose, being able to label and describe where you're at. It's okay. And people say, well, if you stay in the present all the time, how do you make appointments? How do you make appointments for three months ahead? How can you do that? Well, of course we can do that. But it's action and an effort that makes that happen. What we attempt to stay away from is planning the results. Mm-hmm. That's when That's when we get screwed up when we place definitive expectations on events. Yeah. I think that's a big thing with the wrestling because tell us that's interesting. Let's go there. Yeah. You could be like, uh, I'm going to make it by the time I'm 30. Uh, That's a big thing. A lot of guys say, if I, if I'm not anywhere by the time I'm 30, I'm done, you know? And that's, that's a timeline and you know, it's sitting in the back of your head. And next thing you know, time's creeping up. You got a year and a half. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? There's not enough time, you know? And I, I don't believe in trying to do that. I believe living in the moment, I'm going to keep grinding away and I'm going to keep my head down and keep moving forward. And whatever happens, happens. And the second I started doing that is when people started coming in. You're motivating me. Oh my gosh, you're my favorite. I I can't believe I see you here. I see you everywhere. You know, without me even realizing that it's happening, the less I thought about this is going to end one day, the more I could focus on what I'm doing now. So you're doing the footwork. Yeah. And it's action and effort that make it future possible so quite and it's action and effort it's the most important thing of all and it sounds like you put the action and effort into your life i'm trying to yeah every day uh, um it's just constant work and sometimes like my posts if you ever see them i it almost helps me remind myself of what i'm doing like if i post something about going to bed at 12 o'clock two in the morning and i'm getting up at four for work that lights a fire under me that I'm doing this. I'm doing what nobody else is going to do because I care about this. And it like it's self pump, it, it pumps yourself up, you know, and that, and that's what you got to constantly do. And I try to preach to people. Don't talk negative. Don't, don't exist. It doesn't, doesn't exist anymore. You want to go on a diet? Say, I don't eat pizza anymore. And say that to yourself all the time. I don't eat pizza. I don't mm. eat pizza. Next time we go out, Hey, you want to go get pizza? I don't eat pizza anymore. It just comes out of your mouth. And then well, it's, it's, it's a mindset. When people come to me and they say, I'm trying to stop drinking, I'm trying to stop using drugs, mm-hmm. I'm trying to stop gambling, I'm trying to stop smoking, I'll say to myself mainly, well, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea is, is you get up in the morning and you say, I do not smoke cigarettes. Yeah. I do not drink alcohol. No, I, I do drink. not do drugs. I do not do these things. And we want to get ourselves, we want to change the script. Mm-hmm. It's the only way we can rewire. When we say we're trying, that's giving you, that's, Planting seeds of self-doubt in your own mind. Yeah, I've had, I used to work with uh, juvenile offenders. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this was like the last strike before they went to state prison. Yes. Most of the time where they commit some serious crimes. The biggest excuse I got is, you don't know my situation or what it's like. You know, you, you don't know what it's like to live in North Philly. You're right, I don't. But there's plenty of people that live in North Philly that aren't doing what you're doing. You know? And, uh. I say it all the time, just because you got dealt a bad hand doesn't mean you can't redraw. Nobody's ever said you can't redraw and get new cards, but everybody's stuck that like, this is my situation. No, that's, so, that's what you decided is your situation and you want to be stuck there. So what we talk to people about times when we suggest to them, okay, well, when your computer's a little funky, when your printer's not working well, uh, when your phone's a little cranky, what do they tell you to do first? Restart it. Restart it. Reboot it. Reset. 
Okay. You can reset yourself. If you can reset yourself a hundred times a day, mm -hmm. the whole idea is how do you, how do we do that? Well, it takes, it just take, can take a few moments to stop, step back. Okay. Where am I at? I'm right here and it's right now. What's good about me? What choices can I make? What can I control? Most people go through their life and the problem is, is they try to control situations that are out of their control. Mm -hmm. Rather than, I'm sure you're probably familiar with the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can. And here's the kicker, the wisdom to know the difference. Most people spend most of their life trying to change situations that they cannot rather than working on situations that they can change mm -hmm. or being proactive and providing and giving themselves the tools to deal with and, and get ahead in situations. If you'd never work out or if you'd never practice, uh, you'd never go through all the moves, participate in everything that you do and just showed up at a wrestling match. How would that go, John? I used to do that all the time. I did that, <laughs> I did that for years, and then it ended up me being quitting and uh, being in a prison. So, uh -huh. yeah, that was that was my reality. I just okay. skated by and just right made excuses for myself. So it's putting the action and effort into it that make a future possible. So I've never seen you wrestle. Uh, however, do you think you're a little bit better at it today than you were? I would say. <laughs> I, I hope. So yeah. how did that happen? That's just. Uh, getting that fire in you and just realizing that, you know, like I say, don't think to the future, but I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right now. Why not? Why am I going to wait a single second? You know, uh, it's like, what am I waiting for? Yeah. What what's am I waiting what's for? stopping me? The right time. Yeah. And I try to tell people that too. If you want to change something in our life, you could change it right now. If I wanted to leave that jail, I, that I could term. quit tonight. I could stop tonight and yes. say, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. No matter what, I don't care how much I get paid. I don't care if I'm scratching, clawing, starving artist. I could do that. That's my reality. I'm obviously I'm not going to. Yes. Because I can weigh the pros and cons, and I can deal with this. And the benefits of being where I'm at is helping me here. You know. But I just like the people to know that there's an option. You could you could end this tomorrow. I'm in a bad relationship. Leave. You could leave right now. You could. Walk out of the house and never go back. That's Make, that's making an option. a choice. Making a choices, and again, it's not what's comfortable; it's what's familiar. Uh, on the interview with uh, Mike, I heard you talk about a comfort zone. Most people have a misinterpretation of what a comfort zone is. So, when somebody says, "This is my comfort zone," uh, how would you describe that? I mean i I'm at the point now in my life that. I don't like being comfortable, you know, and I, I use the term get comfortable with being uncomfortable because I, I mean, that's the that's living. You know what I mean? Getting situations thrown at you, dealing with them. I pride myself in doing this and having obstacles in my way and challenges. It just makes my story better, you know, and that's why that's why I look at it. Man, this is going to make a heck of a story. I drove X amount of hours for X amount of dollars on two hours of sleep to go do this, to follow my dream. That's going to make a great story. And that's how I changed my mindset. Instead of, woe is me, I don't have any money, this is horrible. Um, but the whole comfortability thing, you just have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's that's the feeling. That That's good when you have that pressure and you're yes, wondering what's going to happen. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
if we wouldn't have any anxiety or anxiousness at all, John, we'd never get anything done. Mm -hmm. There's optimal levels of anxiety. So when most people think of a comfort zone, they think of this safe place where they go to detox, where they go to rest, where they go to de-stress. But unfortunately, most people create comfort zones in the bonds and barriers of them, keep them, keep them complacent, uh, like it's uh, alcohol or depression or anxiety or a unhealthy relationship, uh, something like that. Nothing ever takes, there's no growth that takes place inside of a comfort zone. Mm -hmm. None. So one of the, our jobs is to frustrate people enough, maybe piss them off enough to press themselves against that comfort zone. We consider people like a balloon with an infinite capacity for expansion. So we try to get them angry enough to push out against that comfort zone and identify those and break through. Yeah, I've been I've been actually doing a lot of that recently with trying to I do that with the guys I work with at the jail. I said, "Are you are you good with this? Are you good with the next 20 years being here?" Cuz you can tell me that you're okay, but I know you're not. Like I know you're not okay with this and I know you have more potential in you. And I'm here too, but I I almost want to pressure people into feeling that, you know what I mean? Like this isn't it. There's more to it. You don't just have to work here for 20 years and, you know, wait to retire. Because I think that's what a lot of people do. I'm, I got a good job and I'm going to be here for 20 years and then I'm done. Okay, what are you going to do in the time between now and the 20 years? What's your story going to be? Mm -hmm. And are you okay with that? Mm -hmm. Rinse, wash, and repeat. You know, there's certain things you rinse, wash, and repeat. But I don't believe putting all your eggs into this good job, good pay. Uh, that's not what life's about, you know? If that's, you, that becomes stagnant. Yeah, and that's anything but average. That was my biggest fear growing up. I can't be average. I want something more. People talk about, I just want to be normal. Well, normal is a setting on a washing machine, John. Everyone, everyone, everyone is com completely different. Okay. So the idea is that you might, this is something that we do. Sometimes people say, I'll never get anywhere. I'll never do this. I'll never do that. So, or when I'm with a, let's say a patient, uh, they'll say, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'll say, okay, convince me. That's what I'll say to them. Convince me you can't do that. And if you can convince me, then obviously we're done. Because if you've convinced me that you'll never get anywhere, what's the sense of us working together? But I haven't anybody convinced me yet, John. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I do that with guys. Oh, I want to go do this. Go do it. Well, I can't. I mean, I got, I got a wife and kids. Okay. So have other people. There's been people with far worse situations than you mm -hmm. that have ever come in. And if that's what you truly want, I live with the, a little bit of a fear of laying on my deathbed and wondering what if. No regrets. Yeah. And I think people need to, have that in mind when they do things. You know, what's my story going to be? That I that I vacationed once a year, you know, maybe twice a year I sat on a beach, but I was miserable all the other hour, the 80-hour work weeks and, you know, whatever I was going through. Is that what you want that? on your tombstone, John? I had a good job. I worked there for 20 years. Is yeah. that what you want on your tombstone? That's no. not me, yeah. No. I did my best. No regrets. That's what I like on my tombstone. No regrets. Mm -hmm. None. Zero. So the whole idea is that obviously you're an inspirational guy and you provide a lot of, and you model behavior for people. People don't like to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. I would guess that the folks that you work with, particularly the young juvenile offenders, oh my God, I, oh, do they like to be told what to do? Uh, they didn't, no. <laughs> yeah. So if you can suggest things to them and say, hey, here's what worked for me. However, most people view their life and their choices as certainties. 
So what we try to help people do is open their eyes and have this beginner's mind and turn certainties into possibilities. Well, maybe you can't do that. That might be true. However, what can you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had a lot of people trying to convince me, this is just my situation. This is what this is what we do. You sell drugs in this neighborhood, you get a lot of money, and you hope you don't get caught. And uh, And I would tell people, you could be... You could be the best drug dealer in the world, make all this money, have the nice cars, you know, beautiful women, fancy house, all that. And there's people that do it. I said, it's probably not you. You need to think about that. You know what I mean? It's probably not going to be you. If you're 35 years old and you want to join the NBA, you're probably not going to have that happen. Like you need to be realistic on some aspects of your life. But to justify negative behavior through this is my situation. I'm an alcoholic because my father was an alcoholic. No. My father's an alcoholic. I don't touch it at all. You know what I mean? Maybe I, I would say two, three times a year if I ever did. Well, what happens is, is often, quite often, we learn what doesn't work. Uh, when people say, I've failed, I say, well, you found something that didn't work. We take another perspective. Mm-hmm. The insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. And I did that for years. Yeah. Not working out, but showing up and expecting to get what other people are working hard mm-hmm. for. You know what I mean? People are working three times harder than me. Why am I getting that shot? <laughs> because they were doing what you weren't doing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The work you get is what you get back. Well, this kind of leads us into uh, our lottery story that we generally tell a lot, when we, especially when we do interviews. So, and this is how we do the action and effort thing. There was a person who prayed to win a lottery every day. <laughs> Sweat blood. Oh, it's tried so hard. And they got nothing ever happened. But they got so angry that they went outside and they yelled up at this guy. They said, God, why won't you let me win the lottery? And God called back down and says, could you meet me halfway and at least buy a ticket? So the idea is, here's the thing. People don't want to buy the ticket into their lives. They don't want to buy the ticket. They don't want to put the action and effort. They're waiting and hoping for something to happen. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I mean, all the positive thinking in the world, it didn't change until I started doing something about mm-hmm. it. And that's the biggest thing. I can I can talk to people all day, and I have, and I'll still continue to do it. You can talk forever and, and play people up, and um, this isn't your situation. You can leave. You can do whatever. I can talk to you till I'm blue in the face. It's going to be up to you to make that change, you know, and it's going to be uncomfortable, and you're going to hate it. But, you know, deal with the pain now, temporary pain to fix the problem. There's no motivation pill. Yeah. There's no motivation injection. Okay. What it takes is that changing that inner voice from that inner critic to a positivity. And the idea is we don't want to fight against that inner critic. We want to find out, okay, well, it's there. So let's deal with it. Let's not fight against it. No one ever wins a war. No one ever wins an argument. Okay. So the idea is you can say, okay, I hear you. However, here's what I choose to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, I say it a lot. If it keeps you up at night, chances are you probably need to be doing it. You know what I mean? Like if you're thinking, man, that'd be great if I could do this and that, well, why aren't you making moves to do it? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm guilty of it too, because I think about it all the time. I try and push people to post positivity, go train, go do this. Surround yourself with positivity and the people around you. Put yourself in places. Go out and drive the 12 hours to Missouri to train under Harley Race, to pay over $1,000 for a hotel and the $500 to train there. 
at the chance to be seen, at the that chance the, to get that's better. That's one of the coolest things I've heard in a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's the harsh reality, and people don't talk about it, but that I mean, that's the truth. I've spent thousands upon thousands of dollars to try and improve myself. And, you know, people don't like to talk about it. It's hush-hush. But that's that's the truth. That's what you got to do. What's, I didn't, so what's a better investment than yourself? Exactly. And that's the best thing I ever did. I've never made a better decision than to drive that 12 hours by myself. You know, I offered for people to go, you know. There's room in my car. There's room in my hotel if anybody wants to go. I still do that. I post about going to shows. There's a slot in my car. You could have a chance to network and get your name out there. I can't make you... You know, I can show you where the water is, but if you don't want to drink it, that's up to you. I'm sure that was scary. Yeah. I'm um, sure that was yeah, scary. It's over a thousand dollars and it's a week away. And there I'm, was fear in there. Yeah. However, all courage is, and we talk about this frequently, courage is the ability to deal with fear. Mm. Fear, is a, fear can be a healthy thing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You need to be nervous. You know, this Absolutely. is important to you. It's, it's part of your life. That's Absolutely. Okay. However, we look at the... Costs versus the benefits, not always necessarily financial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people are scared of financial and all that too. But you know, it's that that one life, one chance. The you know that cliche thing. But you need to act like that, whether you believe in another life or not. Believe that this is your one chance here to do something, you know, and take it for what it is. Your life's right in front of you. Your moments are right in front of you. Your choices are right in front of you. What? What frustrates me the most is when people say, well, I'll know when the time is right. Uh, I'm waiting for the right moment. Okay, well, you just keep waiting. Mm -hmm. That's that's Pete. with the uh, wrestling. Nobody's going to come and ask you to come on the show or nobody's going to beg you, you know what I mean, if you're not putting in the work. I need to come to you. I need to let you know I'm out here. I need to get my name out there. You know, I need to spread positivity. I need to show highlight reels. I need to do the. There's, you know, a lot of aspects of wrestling that you can provide in your own life. You need to let people know that you're out there. If you want the job, tell your boss. Show up. Show up early. Pay your dues. Stay well, longer. And for people who have succeeded, most people would say, well, you were lucky. You were lucky. There's no such thing as luck, John. Yeah. You prepare yourself to succeed. Ben Franklin said, uh, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.